0: Well, hello, moms, dads, and guardians. Today, I have with me a very special guest. His name is Bill Senyard. Uh, let me tell you about Bill. Bill believes that we as Christians have a huge problem, that the pandemic has not only exasperated, previously unrecognized and undealt with existing issues related to loneliness, not enoughness, disconnectedness, and shame, What churches, pastors, and counselors were doing before the pandemic seems to be even less effective now, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a little or a lot. It's a question of practical relevance to real people living in this new and often frightening real world. Mm -hmm. People are so, so desperate for change. So without further ado, here's my guess. Bill Sidneyard to talk about all of this and more. <laughs> Bill, welcome to my podcast.
1: It is so good to be here, Stan. Thank you. And thank you for that introduction
0: as well. It's not a problem there, brother. Uh you know, first introduce yourself to my mom's dad, to mm-hmm. Guardians, and tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. Um I uh, have been a pastor for 25 years. Before that, I was a management consultant in business. Uh, shocked everybody that I got called into to ministry. I've uh, been leader, lead pastor in three churches in Canada, and the United States. I've written over a dozen books and workbooks. The target of all of those, my passion, and now with Gospel at Ministries, my not-for-profit, is the gospel. How can we apply the power of the gospel? I'm taking a page out of Martin Luther and John Calvin and, and Jonathan Edwards, who believe that uh, we need to—we Christians are the ones who continue to need healing. Uh, we're focused on healing the world and evangelizing, but we need to keep preaching the gospel to ourselves. Calvin added, we need to keep— Uh, praying for the Holy Spirit to make us feel the love of Jesus. Mm. And so my books and workbooks and spiritual formation and discipleship have all been related to that. Um, My two latest things that I've worked on are online gospel experiences, two hours, professionally done. One's on how to forgive. I think we've messed that up. Um, this, This is a layer of gospel on top of that. Over a thousand people have been through the forgiving path and the results are amazing stunning only gospel could have created these these results Uh, not perfect forgiveness that's heaven right the other one is called the dance and the dance is for and you use the two words enoughness and connectedness we christians aren't and let me put it this way we've stopped hearing the celestial music we're going through the oh uh, you know what i'm saying we've stopped dancing so we've been we've been taught so much rationally our prefrontal cortexes are filled uh, but but we've, we've lost the power of the gospel for transformation and personal growth. And people are flooding away from churches even before the pandemic because they're, they're thinking that we're not relevant anymore. And I understand what they're saying. So we just need to shift back. So uh, that's my passion. And now for parents. Oh, my goodness. Parents, Christian parents are hurting. They feel so ashamed. They've been through so many parenting workshops that just shame them. And uh, now with the pandemic, oh, so many of them feel like they've messed it up big time.
0: Well, you know, define for us because I hear you talking about shame. And, and, and there's something I before we move on to this topic, I got to speak to love what you said about this celestial, <laughs> celestial music. And that's not being able to listen to it. My devotion this morning was uh, talking about. Uh, Nehemiah and how he, he brought the choirs up on the wall and they were singing yeah. and praising the Lord once they got the wall built. And, and uh, the, the brother that, that, that wrote the devotional said that uh, Christianity is one of the few, uh, if if there are any others out there at all, that use music yep. to praise our lord and, and that just speaks to the joy that we express to to our god uh through music but you know god ha- has a choir and and yep. uh, it, it, it he he speaks to us in the same way you know there there's that that joy so i, I love that yeah hard hard, to, hard that-
1: to sing and hard to dance if you're feeling shame
0: Yes, there is. <laughs> That's going to come back to that. Yeah, so it is. Uh, first, tell us a little bit about this. what is shame? How do you define shame? Yeah,
1: yeah. shame is a It's a sick feeling in the pit of our stomach where I feel unworthy. I feel like I'm isolated or in enoughness. I don't feel like I'm enough. I'm not good enough, smart enough, righteous enough, um, pure enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not. I, I'm ugly, and and then connectedness or connectability. I'll never have a relationship with someone who who loves me as I am. If they saw me, they wouldn't like me. It's we just feel shame for how we look, our personalities, failing others, ourselves, saying the wrong thing. I mean, you name it. By the way, and and with, with related to God, um, I feel like I've been a disappointment to Jesus. I feel like he if I. And by the way, three quarters of Christians in a survey said. That when they see Jesus face to face in heaven, they feel like he's gonna be ashamed of them, that he's gonna walk away. That's not true. And most of them know that. But that's what that critical inner voice in their brain is saying is, oh, he might like Billy Graham. He might like Mother Teresa.
0: Uh, But you. Before Billy Graham sees somebody mm -hmm. had to tell Billy Graham about the gospel before Billy Graham went out there about the gospel. And and a lot of people don't know who he is. But I'm telling you, our Father in Heaven knows exactly
1: who who
0: spoke to and brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to Billy Graham. Right, right, exactly. Well said, brother. And And that person uh, has just just as much value, is just as loved by God as Billy Graham. So let's push back. Mm. How can we push back? Against the enemy because that's really what we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We put those uh, deceptive thoughts of shame and not being worthy enough, and not having any any value of self. So how can we push back? So
1: spiritually, it's the gospel, brother. Let me, let me, we, we published this thing called the Simple Uncluttered Gospel. If you follow me anywhere, you hear me saying the SUG or S-U-G, Simple Uncluttered Gospel. Let me just quickly read it. And, and we're working with a uh, Shame becomes a habit. It becomes internalized. And it becomes a, an attachment theory, which I love. I'm an attachment theory fiend. It's, it becomes an inner working model where if something happens to me, I'm going to blame myself. I'm going to see myself as wrong. It's a habit. So think addiction. Think, think pornography. I mean, it's as destructive as pornography. But here's the simple, uncluttered gospel. And, and we've learned how, how to fix, how to fight against habits. You don't just stop doing the habit. We used to think you just stop it. But now we're learning you, you, you start a positive habit, right? So listen to this gospel presentation. I've used this in three continents. It, you know, it's, it's biblical. Jesus follower, strictly because of what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago, God actually loves you. He loves you with all of his heart, as much as the father loves the son and the son loves the father. He can't love you any more or any less than he does right now. He loves you as you are, not as you should be or could be. You can't add to this love or take away from it. Now, I get it. It often feels like you've messed it up or need to do something so that God would like you better. Not so. How do you experience it more now? Simple. Good news. There is something you can do. We always need to give people something they can do, right? Right. Absolutely. You can take daily baby steps to ask the spirit inside of you to make you know, experience, and feel just how much God loves you right now. Just ask. Ask again later today. Ask tomorrow. Make it a spiritual habit. And if you say that aloud, twice a day, you're you're giving the gospel to your your nasty, critical inner spirit, and you're developing a new pattern. So when you when when something goes wrong and your inner voice says, No, it's your fault, there's this other thing says, yeah, but Jesus loves you. God loves you. The Spirit loves you. Mm-hmm. And you can rest on that. There's power in the in the gospel, the power to believe. Believe what? Mm-hmm. Among the many things to actually believe that God actually loves me right now.
0: Yeah, and, and it's knowing whose you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you know whose you are, mm-hmm. the world can the world's gonna tell you who you are. I don't care who you mm-hmm. are. I don't care the That's world's right. gonna tell you who you are. Yep. And many times and that's gonna be wrong. The enemy through a yeah. lot of people are gonna tell you who you are. And that's gonna be be wrong. But if you know whose you are, yeah, yeah, there's, a, there's a there's there's a song by uh your know, praise and worship group called Maverick City. It's called uh Jyra uh, Oh I
1: love that song. That's one of my favorites.
0: Oh, Fantastic. I, I, love it. <laughs> I know who I am. And when you know whose you are, you know who you are. And I don't care what's going to be froze up against you. Yep. Uh, well, you know, who's your, oh, brother, you, you, brother, you I'm did. so glad you brought up
1: that song. I, they did something very smart in that song. Gyra really means provider. God provides, mm-hmm. but they, they turned it on its, its head and it, it, it also means enough. And that's the song is mm-hmm. you're enough. Now to a shamed person who is not feeling enough, feeling empty to, to have someone who is enough Embracing them makes all the – I think it was so smart for them to say, you are enough. Brilliant in Hebrew translation. Brilliant.
0: Yeah, we – in the Royal Ranger ministry, uh, uh, they have what's called like a little spring camp and a winter camp. Mm -hmm. And I'm the district director for North Texas District Royal Rangers. And uh, Mm -hmm. our our theme this year is to, (laughs) to know basically to let kids know that they're enough Ah. know whose they are and, so great. And that particular song is going to be like a theme song so good friends. well, well played kids, sir kids need to know Yeah, if parents need to know see because if a parent goes around inside the household they know who yeah. they are they know whose they are and they let their kids know who they yeah. are and whose they are those kids will start to understand and see wow yeah I, and, and teach them who yeah. they are and whose they are and, yes. and you're know, set them up for success. But, but what goes on in our brain? You know, what, what is this about this uh, uh, shameless that, yeah. that really causes us to struggle with uh, not
1: enoughness? Yeah. So I told you I'm a big fan of attachment theory and therapy. Attachment theory begins in infancy. So between the third trimester of pregnancy, Sam, all the right. way to age two. And science is this is this is more than enough proof and research on this. Uh, If if there isn't enough attunement between the caregiver and the child, the infant, this is long before they can voice what they're feeling. Right. They just they just dysregulate. They're not thinking, where's my mom? You know, where's my dad? Where's my caretaker? So in that In that period of time, their brain develops inner working models that tend towards either security or insecurity. And uh, uh, the insecures are avoidance and anxiousness. And those are the the two things. We're we're building on this in in that good enough parenting class that I'm going to mention to you. But uh, if attunement, by the way, is and is uh, let me see. I've got a great definition forward here. Sorry for the science behind this, but this is credible stuff. No it's, the, it's the emotional sensing of, of others, knowing their rhythm, affect, experience by being in their skin, going beyond empathy to create a two-person experience of unbroken feeling connectedness by providing reciprocal effect and resonating response. So when a mom or a dad or a caretaker is looking at their baby and you've, you've been there and that baby and, and their eyes are locked, there is we're showing now there are actual neural connections there are mirror neurons that that light up in the in the in the infant's brain and in the adult's brain that is developing neural pathways that are either positive or negative that are either fearful or Joyful, I mean, in, in a biblical sense, and if that doesn't happen, the child becomes insecure, and they tend towards avoidance of relationships or anxious of relationships and uh, enoughness and disconnectedness, their entire lives, a little or a lot. Now we can reprogram that, particularly in adolescence, mm-hmm. but uh, sure. they develop that. So, an, an insecure child is going to have a hard time, harder time making friends, following coursework participating in SEL programs in their schools. An insecure child is going to feel good about friends, about relationships, about working with teachers, developing things. Um, They've tested this inner working models all the way to adults and relationships, couples, and it's the same. The the numbers are the same. About 40% of the children in uh, upper middle class majority neighborhoods, white neighborhoods would be secure. Um, I'm sorry. Would be insecure in uh, inner city, urban, minority areas. It's it's like 60 to 70 percent would be insecure. Um, so, um, very very powerful stuff. And there's infants,
0: problems, but but there's a hope too. Oh. There, uh, brother, is that the brain is very flexible and, and it can be reprogrammed. Yes, wow. particularly so, during adolescence. Mm-hmm. But it
1: has to be – so uh, it, uh, attunement is initiated by others. So mm-hmm. parents, you can enter into adolescent attunement. This, that's infant attunement. There's adolescent attunement. There's adult attunement. And there's spiritual attunement. That that prayer that I wrote is spiritual attunement. Um, but if it's not – if it doesn't happen, your child will tend towards – Anxiousness, meaning they're going to push back, they're going to leverage you, uh, they're going to, so imagine a child that is sitting in the middle of the floor just crying and crying and crying, they've dysregulated, they can't stop, and they stop crying when a friendly face is put in front of them that picks them up, right, and so uh, adolescent anxious children have learned that. And so they dysregulate until a teacher comes or a friend comes or a family member comes and tries to soothe them. And then when they become adults, their marriages are very difficult because they require that of their partner. The avoidant child actually just is hesitant, really going all in. I'm an avoidant adult. I know it. I get it. I understand why, but I have hesitancy subconsciously and voluntarily to really enter into relationships. I I push back uh, when there's difficulties. I'm saying, look, why can't we just fix this and move on with our lives, which drives my wife crazy. So so we, we are all subjected to this, and it, and so step one is to be aware of it, identify who we are and what we are in our children, and there's tests to do this. This is actually part of my good, good Enough Parent class, and then to use the gospel and other techniques to push our children from being anxious and avoidant towards being secure. And it pays off. Like you said, the brain is flexible. It can be changed, much more so in adolescence than adult, but it can be done in
0: adolescence for sure. Well, moms and dads, we have we provide you uh, a, a lot of information in this particular segment. and uh, But before yeah. we before we move on, I, I'd like for Bill, if you would, just tell them where they can find you and uh, a little bit about your services and uh, the book that you have out right now.
1: Yeah, go to our website, wwwgospel app dot com g o s p e l dash a p p dot com and all of this stuff is on there with the exception of the good enough parent that's a uh, that's something that we're just completing and we're looking for a couple of cohorts to do beta test uh, with could be a lot of fun uh, so if if you want to if you want to be a beta test t- beta site tester let me know
0: Well, Bob's Dad, as I say every week, it's very important you check out the podcast description because in the podcast description, I'm going to put this link to his site where you can find it with relative ease. Well, that's all that we have for you for this particular episode. I'm going to have Bill back one more time for another session. Look forward to having you be with us At that time, until then, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parody Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show. To help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.